is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. What is up, JJ Wang? How are you doing this fine Tuesday? Doing good. Up bright and early. Another injury-riddled weekend, as it's been like the last five weeks. Uh, um, people be dropping, <laughs> people be dropping like flies in there. I'm not gonna have enough people to pick up on the waiver wire. This keeps up. How you doing? Oh, I, um, I had quite the week. I was talking to my brother last night. I didn't even realize it. My teams either blew somebody out or got blown out. There, there was no in between. Like we had two games, and you kicked the snot out of me in one game. I kicked the snot out of you in the other game. And I think we <laughs> each won the game we wanted to win more than yeah. the other. I mean, I really, I'm not gonna lie, I really wanted to win that fantasy series. I think I got a pretty good team in that one, but uh, uh apparently not according to our game score. I mean, my team, I mean, I've dropped 160. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I, and then the highlight of my week, personally, we we're talking about before, is I had a team score 307 points, which was a league record by 40 points. So I, I went to bed last night. I, well, I started the night with um 170 points, and I only needed you know 30. I only needed 10 points to win the game. And then Lamar, Carson Wentz, and Mark Andrews went insanely nuts and scored me uh, way too many points that I wish I could use on other weeks. But we'll get to some of the highlights later on. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Instagram. Message us on Facebook. I actually forgot to mention you, JJ Wang. We had our first Instagram question in a while. Someone was asking oh. us um, on Sunday whether we should look towards the the Dallas CD Lamb Dax stack or the New York Giants, Kadarius, Tony, Daniel Jones stack. When I, when I saw it, I was like, wait a second, what? And then looking a little closer, based upon the way CD's been sort of flattened, what Kadarius Tony did Sunday, if, if Daniel Jones didn't get hurt, that could have possibly been a, a, a better answer. But that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that later. But send us an email if you have any questions, thefantasycouriers at gmail.com. Put a message in the comments of YouTube or just check out the website, thefantasycouriers.wixsite.com backslash website. All that information is at the bottom of the podcast stream or the YouTube page. Send us some questions. We'd love to have some to answer online. Uh, if you have last minute questions, feel free to message us. I'll get back to you. We'll get back to you as quick as we can and we'll answer your questions. So hit us up. We'd love to grow it. Also, we're trying to get us get back up to 44 subscribers. From oh, I think 40. we're back up. Oh, we did. Oh, sweet. Haven't been on there. Awesome. We're, so then we're back to getting 50 subscribers for August. I mean, October. Oops. Uh, but we're, we're getting there. Our Facebook um, family is growing slowly, but steadily. Our fantasy careers, DraftKings, contest is growing I, I think i might have i might have had the worst score of the week because i decided to trust saquon and point nine oh, wasn't I, I didn't even check man i forgot to check i know i had a pretty big week on the fantasy one-timers yeah I'm moving up i'm moving up that those are pretty well i think i'm in fifth place overall right now so i had a pretty good week there i think i think i'm a sturdy 27th or so <laughs> i had a good year for those of you that don't know what that is it's a league where you set a lineup every week it's it's a fun different you set a lineup every week with any i think six players basic positions but you cannot use a player again so you have an open source waiver wire every, every team has the same waiver wire but once i use say Dak Prescott I can't use him the rest of the season so the team with the highest it is rotisserie so whoever has the highest score by the end of the year gets the prize and, it, and half the money goes to charity which makes it even better I believe this year it was backpacks for kids 
which is an awesome. Our, our buddy Doug runs that, and he's done it every year, sort of based it upon the Scott Fish Bowl. So it's but that's that's enough about us. We we know what we did. We want to get you all help you out with this weekend. We're gonna start it with some um, some bad news, then we'll get into some great news. So, woo injuries, 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 and piles of injuries. Yeah, it seems like we this we gotta go through this every week. I mean, nine, ten people every week that gets injured, but I mean, I guess that's football. I mean, it's a rough sport. So we'll start here with the running backs, two big names. Um, then we got Saquon Barkley went down, and CH went down. CH went down with a knee. They she's they said he was gonna be out no, a couple of weeks, so we'll just say two to four. And then Barkley, surprise, he went down again. His ankle, it's another. I think they said that would be two to four week. But the way that ankle, did you see the ankle when they showed it on TV? It it swelled up pretty fast, and it looked like the size of a baseball on the side of his, the side of his ankle. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Definitely don't see him play it next week. I mean, it looked pretty bad. But like I said, two to four weeks. I mean, it's tough, but I don't think anybody was – well, people were starting to rely on Barkley a little bit, and then this happens. And now I think he might be able to just get off the get off the Barkley train for the year. What do you think? I hope not. But <laughs> I, I was starting he – was, he, was, he was starting to peak, and – this is just bad luck. I had a couple places where I threw him in DFS lineups thinking, hey, Barkley's having a he's he's coming up that hill. There are no receivers in in New York ready to play. Like I, if you just said, hey, who's one of your best starts of the week? I would have thrown out Barkley because he had to. It was going to be a high scoring game versus Dallas. And anything and everything could, could go wrong in New York went wrong. Um CEH was was a devastating for me in one league because everybody on my team is hurt but he he got you he got me some decent points for the week and then now he he's starting to pick it up like i thought for sure he was gonna be a dud but this week he that injury just sort of uh, as he's starting to pick it up but I, I don't trust him. I was starting to trust him a little bit, but yeah, I mean it's it's been rough sledding all year. I mean he's had a game here, game a game here, a play there, but where people drafted him and what they thought was going to happen in that offense is just really that's just really not there for him right now. I, I guess we was all looking back to those cream hunt days and how well he did. Uh-huh. Like I said, they're not passing him the ball. He's not really super efficient in the run game, uh-huh. like getting a lot of touchdowns. I mean, it's just – it's tough to rely on him right now, but you drafted him so high, you got to put him in there. Uh, switch to, go ahead. I don't have to worry about relying on him for a while. So, so yeah, we'll talk more about his replacement later on. <laughs> so, we'll jump over to the quarterbacks. Uh, you got Daniel Jones has a concussion. I mean, he's still up in the air if he'll play next week. Um, some concussions, you know, these guys can come back and they're practicing by Thursday, and some of them, you know, they're out for two or three weeks. So we'll check on that. He was starting to play really well too. We went over him last week as a number eight quarterback. Starting to play, starting to play better. Him and Kadarius Tony seem to had a you know a nice poor starting to go on. Hopefully that can uh, hopefully he won't be out too long. And then Trey Lance, I guess he sprained his knee. And he was carrying the ball all over the place. I think he had 16 carries and 84 yards. I mean, that's what I what we were all hoping for. It's where actually what I was hoping Justin Fields would be doing, carrying the ball a little more. It's uh, throwing, you know, his passing isn't there yet. It's kind of still a little crazy when he passes, but I mean, he'll get it under control. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo will come back in for a week. So, yeah, when, when 
when I saw the Trey Lance injury yesterday, I, I was thinking totally about you and your love of the rookie. And I've got him in a couple places, but I still don't see anything spectacular yet. And, I, and realistically, that's been the theme of this year's rookies quarterbacks that we're all in love with is that it's it's been sort of there. Justin Fields had his 111 yards. Trey Lance had his whatever yards. and But the running yards were there. But he, he looked almost like a, a poor man's Lamar Jackson even, like not even um, that strong. But uh, he's I had him on a team where basically if you're a quarterback on my team, you're going to get hurt. So I will forewarn all of the Couriers fans who I pick up this week to replace Trey Lance. So it doesn't matter. He's on by Tua was my first, my first at my homes. And my second quarterback was Tua. And I even forget who else my third quarterback was. It was someone who got hurt. Might've been Fitzpatrick or someone, but they're just dropping like flies. I could have picked up, uh, you decide if you want me to pick up big Ben this week, he's on the waiver wire in that league, or I could pick up, or, you know, I could pick up Jimmy G again, or I could hurt Justin Fields. Just name a quarterback you want down. I'll try to get him off the waiver wire, but it's, it's been, it's been pretty bad there. Daniel Jones was a guy I was coming around on this week. I believe that, I've heard of many people stacking Jones and Barkley, just like I said before, Jones and Galladay. I mean, Galladay, good golly, what happened to that? I mean, who you pay this guy so much money to basically, we could have scored as many points probably playing on that team. And then Kadarius Tony's had a coming out party. And I don't know if that's a sign of Galladay stinking it up because he was letting go of Jones last week, or if that's a sign of Kadarius Tony was getting some of the second team reps earlier, um, earlier in the offseason. Well, you know, Kenny Galladay got overpaid and he shouldn't be the team's number one wide receiver, but that's neither that's neither here nor there. Speaking of wide receivers, jumping over to a couple wide receivers that are most like or that are out for the season. Juju hurt his shoulder, like he had season ending um shoulder surgery, and then Quintess Cephas. I didn't realize he was out for the season until I checked right before, um, before we went on for the podcast, but he broke his collarbone and he is also out for the season. So that's a that's a hit for the the Lions. I mean, he was yeah. They might not win three games now. <laughs> oh no, he was playing okay. And then Juju. I mean, I don't think anybody really was too worried about Juju. He wasn't really playing all that well anyway. He wasn't doing much. This life without Antonio Brown is pretty hard for Juju. He just hasn't been the same since. Um, just not just not doing much. Not targets just aren't there. He's obviously the third receiver in the, on that team at um, at the moment. Maybe we can get a James Washington sighting eventually with the receivers going down, or just throw up more to Najee Harris where this is going ahead, and maybe the, maybe Firemuth comes into the picture. But yeah, Juju, Juju's always he's been a very controversial decision for many fantasy owners during the offseason. And you thought, hey, with that group of three, it'd be kind of like the Tampa Bay group, but it seems it's. Um, Deontay Johnson, the occasional Claypool, and then not, and then it's almost like Najee's right up there with them recently because Big Ben can't seem to throw the ball anymore. He's showing that he's old, and um, if Tomlin's going to prove anything this year, it's going to be I am going to ride him. <laughs> period. The end. He does. It doesn't matter if it, if he stinks, if he's good. Most players, if they stink, don't get as many chances as Big Ben is going to get this year. But Cephas does open the door for the Sun God, my boy Amonra St. Brown. He's actually been playing pretty leading, well last couple of weeks. Was the leading? He got eight targets this year for the um, eight targets, seven receptions. So it could could lead to him coming out. Somebody's got to catch the ball. Is basically the reason that Quentin Cephas is even Quintess Cephas is even a name we know because it was supposed to be Tyra Williams. 
And then Hawkinson up, you know. So good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah, it's, that's just a bad team. Yeah, uh, yeah. The next one, this one's unfortunate. Uh, I was starting to really like this guy. He was starting to come more in like last two or three games. He's starting to play really well, getting up into that tight end, tight end one um, position. Max Williams had that lower leg injury. It looked, it looked pretty bad when they pull him when they put him on the cart and everybody comes over and you know gives him the high five. It's usually not usually not a good sign. Like I said, that offense. I mean. They were spreading it around. He was getting his. He was getting his. I mean, oh, yeah. points the last last two three weeks. Uh, it's really depressing. I picked him up in a couple spots. I was playing him. That kind of hurts. But like I said, next man up. I'm not really sure who that is. But they'll just just throw it to the wide receivers more, I guess. Dude, tight ends, like in general. I had Max Williams as he was one of those guys. Who were like, hey, toss it to Max Williams. Why not? when the tight end landscape is getting even more desolate than before. And now it's not even, I have a team this week that I did a drop last night. I, I dropped Paris Campbell before his decent game to pick up Mo Alley Cox, just to have a warm body this week, because there are so few tight ends left due to injury. I mean, when you're already down Kittle, Logan, Thomas, Gronk, three guys within probably the top 10. And now you're getting Max Williams who, the way he was catching the ball could have been a top 12 quarterback as a top 12, 12, 12 tight end based upon, you know, what tight ends do. It's, it's, it's a, it's a big blow. And um, Gerald Everett, who people thought would be good, apparently had, is his COVID, does he have a bad case of the COVID? Is this going to be one of those Raquel Armstead, you know, deals? I hope not for his sake. And um, especially for Geno Smith's sake, who hit Disley a little bit, but the, the landscape is desolate. We might have to, um, do some research this week on super deep dive tight ends for Thursday because it's getting bad. Yeah, it's it's getting bad. Like I said, but it's all about depth. You got to make sure you have that depth. I mean, this is a good lesson to learn. Make sure you have depth at um, each position because, I mean, like I said, football's a rough sport and these guys are going to go down. I mean, these guys out there beating and banging on each other. I know I wouldn't last, but uh, – Quick, you know, quick question on that. Um, and then we'll hit our takeaways is – in in a in a league, if you're going against a team that say has no tight ends, how far do you stretch yourself to to block them? I was I had a guy the guy I was going against this week had no tight ends whatsoever, so I had spaces on my roster. I'm like, who do I pick up? And I missed the one guy he grabbed, <clears throat> and then he had to trade for a tight end, which didn't like if I had not picked anybody up. But would I mean, you, you would you play defense? No, nah, I what? mean, I mean, you're looking at tight. I mean, you're picking up tight ends that are going to score what. Two points, five and a half. three points, five points. I mean, it's not – I mean, if you want to be that guy, sure. I mean, go for it. I mean, I'm not I'm not against it. I think it's kind of funny. I'll get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, if you got the roster spots and it's not really costing you anything and you're playing them, I mean, it's not – they play a little defense. Ross Dwelly. So this week <clears throat> we had so – we had, we had some amazing fantasy scoring players that went that – went bonkers and then some some questions some some new some new studs well, i got a new stud and and i think uh, the last topic we're gonna say and actually i'm gonna move it to the top is the buffalo bills so we're gonna, we, this is our third on our docket if anybody ever sees our docket in historical records but the buffalo bills i was talking with i'm a school teacher and i was talking there are two giant bills fans yesterday um, and these these ladies were wearing all their bills garb yesterday, and they're like, 
on like pigs in mud right now the happiest people on the face of earth like bills are the greatest in the world they're not being respected and i, I looked at him i said you know what my buddy i podcast with has you in the super bowl i said what more can i do for you but two big takeaways from this game one big one like eh. and dawson knox man i love me my tight ends and dawson knox could be the next big thing he had he had three receptions 117 yards and that turnaround catch that he stretched out catch that he made was disgusting like i cheered from my my i was cheering for him and as a dolphins fan that makes me nauseous to think that i'm cheering for him but i cheer for him because i love the tight end position and if there is another stud emerging it could be dawson knox i, I he's he's got five stinking touchdowns i think if he can be more get more targets in that offense which is very plausible he could he could venture into that top five permanent landscape i i think people are going to over trade and overpay for him right now when four four three five eight four that's his target numbers so when you're getting four or five targets as a tight end you better hope you get a touchdown depending upon how far you're going but i would jump on the train but i'm a little worried yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, he's playing really well right now. That team's playing really well. This is what his third year. I, I believe it's his third year. So, you know, that's typically where it goes for tight ends. You know, that third-year breakouts we usually have when they start getting settled in a little bit. We've seen flashes. Like you said, it's all dependent on touchdowns. If he don't get those touchdowns, he's not going to be, you know, he won't be those. He won't be that top tight end, only getting like four or five. If you want to be that guy, you need to get up there in that – seven eight nine range to be consistent but like i said as long as he's scoring those touchdowns and that offense is playing really well i feel like that offense is dropping like 45 points a week mm-hmm. you know 40 no, points for 17 touchdowns yeah so i mean it's <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully he gets that but yeah, i mean he's been playing well he's reliable he's reliable at the moment but don't be surprised when you get that you know three catch game for 27 yards and no touchdowns you got you know you can't you got to expect that to happen. You don't want to get too excited and, and then that ruin your week. But I'm going to stick with the Buffalo here, Buffalo Bills here and, you know, slide to the outside and Stephon Diggs. You know, after the, you know, the last few weeks, Emmanuel Sanders really, really blowing up. It makes, it makes me feel like I'm starting to worry about Stephon Diggs a little bit. It's not looking like that same in top five guy he was last year. I know people were drafting him to be that guy, but over the course of his career, he really hasn't been that guy. You know, he's been that that 1,100-yard 11, guy, you know, five, six touchdowns, which, you know, which is fine, but he's currently sitting at wide receiver 24. Emmanuel Sanders, I think, is wide receiver 17. Are you worried about Stefan Diggs? You think he's going to, you know, work his way back up into that, you know, wide receiver one position, or do you think he's just more of that mid mid wide receiver two? Uh, I've never been a giant Diggs guy, so last year's breakout came as a shock to me. He it was, but. I thought I thought, hey, he's he's turned the corner a little bit late. Bloomer, I'm not freaking out yet. I think it's it's he's on a superpower offense. It might be that that game script is dictating that because teams are starting to double team him more. And once with Knox stepping up and Manny Sanders getting his, 
that Diggs is gonna bounce back. I, I don't. I'm on a, on a scale of one to ten. My worry meter is probably just in the middle. Probably setting at a five. Um, give him a couple more weeks. It is a young season. There's people that that take a a bit to come back. Maybe it's maybe there's something we don't know. We never know. But I, I'm not freaking out yet. But it, it could also be I'm not freaking out because I don't have any shares of Stefan Diggs. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not personal. It doesn't do it. But as a as a courier and, and I'm just supposed to deliver the news to you guys. Not freaking out yet because when you've got the best young quarterback in the league as your quarterback. I think he'll be okay. He's not going to be superstar. I think last year was an outlier to his career, but could I see him be a 12 to 20, which isn't that big of a gap receiver? Oh, yeah, easily. Every year. Next three, yeah, four years. You know, one big game and then jumping right back up into that, you know, like I said, that 12 to 20 range. But like I said, I'm, I agree with you. I've never really been a, st- a huge Stefan Diggs, Diggs fan, but uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's a great offense. So he's going to look because his his brother's doing so good this year too. Yeah, he is he is killing it. Yeah. But I'm gonna switch over to my other takeaway here. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Do they have the best trio in the league? So right now they're and when I say trio, I'm talking more along the lines of quarterback, wide receiver, running back. I know Kansas City has you know the the Kelsey, but I'm gonna go with the, the with the three positions here. We got Justin Herbert. You know we all know he's killing it. Mike Williams. We know he's killing it, and Austin Eckler, he's killing it. I mean, I think they're all top three in their position at the moment. Uh, Herbert might be like number four or five, but he's having he's having a great year. Mike Williams, let me get his stats real quick. Uh, Mike uh, Williams, that's uh, I just have, so so he currently got thirty one catches for four hundred seventy four four hundred seventy four um, one yards and six touchdowns, and then Eckler has three hundred forty nine yards rushing. 194 yards receiving and then seven, seven total touchdowns. That's pretty crazy. I didn't realize it was that much. But this this offense is rolling right now. They still got uh what's homeboy's name, wide receiver two. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. I think he's up at wide receiver 17. He's not having the year that he normally has, but that's also because of Mike Williams. So the question to you, do they have the best trio in the league at the moment? I wish I that's where you were going with it before the show. Like uh so I'll bring up a, the trios that I come up with. I, I got the Cowboys, you know, Dak, mm-hmm. um, Elliott, and then whichever wide receiver you want to use. We'll go C.D. Lamb since I'm a huge C.D. Lamb, C.D. No. Lamb fan. So far, the um, Chargers are better. And so the, and then the only other one that I could come up with that it was relevant in all three positions was the Packers. You got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. I'll take that, that, one might, um, that one might be a little closer. Um, that's that, – um, that's really the only ones that I could come up with that had all three positions that were pretty stacked. But yeah. the Chargers are hanging right there tight with them, man, as far as the best trio in the league. It's, it's going to come down between the Packers and the Chargers, I, I think, with the battle between them two. But I think, I'm going with, I think I'll go with the Chargers on that one. Yeah, I'll go with it for now and see what happens. I still don't trust Mike Williams. I mean, he did have 11 yards last week. And Keenan's an afterthought, and it's he started out strong, so that it looks like they're going to be almost a, a good tandem. I mean, Mike had 82, 91, 122, 11, and then this week just blew up, so we knew it. Keenan had 100, 108, then two duds of 50, 36. He still had 75 yards. I mean, Keenan is getting the targets, and Williams this week happened to get 16 targets. I 
I'd have to agree with your comment making. They it's 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 a great looking D. It's a great looking offense right now, and um, I think the next two weeks we will find out with with the Ravens and Patriots. So two decent defenses that will that will challenge them, and we'll see where they end up as they go through. And speaking of a um, speaking of the Ravens last night, Lamar Jackson, wow. Lamar Jackson is a quarterback. I have a buddy that argues with me he's the best running back in the team and he can't pass the ball more than three yards. The dude went to halftime looking like a total – I think he had 107, 100 and some odd yards, like not many. And then the second half, he was a new man. He was he, he was basically the second coming to Peyton Manning that second half almost. 442 total yards, a Baltimore record, four touchdowns. Him and Mark Andrews just – blew up and then all of a sudden Hollywood Brown comes out of nowhere and you know Mark he did good and then Carson Wentz said hey I'll play that game too Carson Wentz threw for 402 yards and two touchdowns and that probably would be high up in the record books in Indianapolis but for those that Peyton Manning guy and that Andrew Luck guy and last night's quarterback play was stellar and I think last night's quarterback play for one of my teams makes me happy. And for those two guys makes me feel good about them because they did it against offenses that are pretty stink defenses rather that are, are not top five. Oh, Indianapolis is pretty good. Top 10 defenses easily that it, we could be looking at Carson Wentz turning that corner and Lamar Jackson learning to pass. What do you think there? Yeah, I mean, they. I think they both look good. I didn't get to watch a lot of the game. I was, I was in and out. Um, missed oh, most of this. I missed most of the second half, so I can't, can't go and see, tell you exactly how they look. But according to the numbers, I mean, both they both played well. Lamar even like, chipped in like sixty-two rushing yards. That's yep. a little lower than what he usually gets. But when you're making up for it with you know three hundred fifty passing yards. I mean, Lamar has these 442 passing My bad. My bad. <laughs> I mean, Lamar, I mean, he has these good games like this. I mean, every now and then he does have these passing games like this. I mean, there's been a few this year. So I feel like he's coming along a little better. I mean, sometimes it just takes these these guys that haven't been passing their whole career like this a bit more of the run. It just takes a little while to, um, you know, to find that groove. But, I mean, he's coming along. I mean, an elite option at the quarterback. I mean, if you want to call him a running back, that's fine. I'll take a running quarterback any day of the week. And then Wentz, you know, it's always been there for Wentz, just whether or not he can stay healthy. He's constantly had the injury bug. And, yeah, like you said, it's in his head. Can he Can he get back? He looked good. Hopefully he looks good. So maybe Michael Pittman can, you know, continue doing what he did last night. But I think the arrow's up for both of these guys. I can't – I mean, I like both of them. I don't have any pieces of Lamar, but I don't like – I don't got anything against him. I mean, they look good. You know, Lamar, here's a crazy stat. Last year – did not have a game passing over 275 yards. And the year before had one game over 300. The last two weeks, he has had two games. Uh, well, his, his yardage is progressively went up. Last week was 316. This week was the 442. So the arrow is looking amazing there. And he, um, he probably looking, would have had more the previous week if Homeboy wouldn't have dropped all those touchdowns. <laughs> looking real quickly, that the Tampa Bay, I don't even know if I said this right, but Antonio Brown clobbered my Dolphins, came back. You would have thought it was seven years, six years ago. He just was lights out. And then Mike Evans was catching everything. And I started, I called this 
Tampa Bay wide receiver roulette, but I don't know if it was this week because Chris Godwin didn't score touchdowns, but he still got his. Uh, I mean, if, if, like I say, say, if, if you're in a PPR league, I mean, seven for 70, seven for 70. I mean, that's, I mean, that's good every week if that's where you're at, but like, it can't, all of them can't eat every week. Yeah. And that's, as I said, you got to pick one Tampa Bay receiver. You can only have one for the rest of the season on your team. Who's it going to be? I'll still take uh, Chris Godwin. I think he's he's a better PPR. And like he usually does get that touchdown. He's usually he usually finds you know they get in that red zone. He's usually the guy they look for. But like I said, just just wasn't his just just wasn't his game. I mean, it's going to happen. They, I mean, Brady's throwing it all over the place. So there, I think there's enough to go around for all three of these guys. Yeah, it's, I'd say Godwin too, but it's really close. It's uh, close. Um, Antonio Gibson's getting very tempted. I'm, I'm Antonio, Gibson. Antonio, Brown. Antonio Brown is getting really close. So tell us about these running backs. That yeah, you're, so uh, thinking about, I, I don't talk about these guys a lot. I'm not a huge, not a huge fan, but as I was watching them yesterday, I mean, they just, they just look completely unstoppable in that backfield. And it's some um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, they were both impressive yesterday. I think Chubb had, Chubb had what, 160, 160 yards. He had a great run, a great long run. And then I'm not sure what Kareem sixty-one yards, sixty-one yards, and he had the receiving yards as well. I mean, yeah, two touch. They have two touchdowns with just that one touchdown. He had two. Yeah, so I mean, they're I mean they're legitimate starts both of them every week. I think Kareem Hunt and and my mainly trust the process is like uh, running back seven, and Nick Chubb is running back eleven. Like Chubb just isn't getting the receiving yards as uh, Hunt is, but he got Buku rushing yards. Yeah, so Hunt's got 149 receiving yards and Chubb has 35. But who would you rather have going forward? Just you know, oh. just for this year, we're not talking dynasty. Not just even a discussion. This year. Just, not even discussion. It's Nick Chubb all day. I don't want the running back to. Uh, I, I like Cream Hunt. He's a, he's he's a nice piece. If you said who would I rather have at their draft guy, you'd be Cream Hunt because you're getting a bunch of rounds later. But Kareem Hunt, we talk about his past receiving, but he's he's got 28, 2, 74, 17, and 28 yards. So it's nothing as spectacular as we think. He's just getting the touchdowns. Kareem Hunt is just getting the touchdowns in that. I mean, you, you got to take that as fantasy, but you can't dictate it based upon touchdowns. Whereas uh, Nick Chubb is the consistent workhorse stud of this team. No game under 83 yards rushing. And, he, I mean, he himself has four touchdowns there. So it's not... Like he's chump change, his receiving kind of he, – he, he's, he's like poor man Derrick Henry or Derrick Henry last year, year before. You know, um, I'll, I'll, not even discussion. I would take Nick Chubb every day of the week, not even close. Yeah, I'd probably go that way. I don't know if – I would say it's not close. Because like I said, I mean, he's – Hunt's still getting the uh, – he's got, actually, he's got more rushing touchdowns than yeah. Chubb does. So, so, they're, so he obviously is going to be using this offense – a lot as, as, as we've seen that place. Like, I'd probably still stick with Chubb, but I think it's a little closer than what you seem to think it is. Now it's time for my favorite segment of the week. Surefire waste of a touchdown. There were a whole bunch this week, but I got five to highlight mainly because two of them are from Houston. So we're watching the Texans play this week. We have a nice two yard touchdown by a wide receiver. Oh, Brandon Cooks. Wait, wait. No, it's not. It is Chris Moore, wide receiver, Houston, two yard touchdown. Davis Mills season, but that was a total waste of a touchdown. Oh, well, look, there's an 11 yard touchdown 
from a tight end in Houston? Oh, cool. Maybe Pharaoh Brown is going to have that week one magic again. Or wait, maybe they just threw it to Cooks and we we think it's the wrong number. And I said, no, oh, nope. Anthony Alclair. Who in the yeah. world is that? I have no idea who that guy is. This is definitely a waste of a touchdown. Oh, well, let's go. Let's, let's look at Tennessee here. A.J. Brown having a coming out party. 14-yard touch. Oh, oops. I'm sorry. That's Michael Pruitt for a 14-yard touchdown? Surefire waste of a touchdown. Oh, let's go. Let's go to your boy Trevor Lawrence. He is throwing some touchdowns. It must be LaVisca Chenault having that game that Urban Meyer said he's going to have one yard turnaround touchdown. But nope, it's Jacob Hollister. Total waste of a touchdown. <laughs> How about Denver for our last one this week? We have Cortland Sutton turning around for a nice, beautiful touchdown. Wait, that's not him. That's Kendall Hinton? Former quarterback fame. They had the great, the terrible quarterback game last <laughs> Forgot year. Forgot about uh, that. I remember that. Yeah, that's that's that guy. But sure, fire waste of a touchdown. Oh my god! And there are some wasted touchdowns, but not didn't seem like there was as many this week. Seemed like studs got theirs, and those guys just showed up. So we're gonna go through a speed round pickups for the week. Um, tell me your two pickups. They're related. Yeah, so I'm not a big Giants fan, but we all know the injuries that went down in the um, in the game. It got, of course, Kadarius Tony. If you're still in your waiver wire, check him out. He had a, last two weeks have been really good. And since Barkley Barkley went down, uh, Devontae Booker he played all right. I'm not too excited, but if he's there, it's worth a pickup. It's a running back, warm body. Yeah, mine was mentioned earlier. Manny Sanders. If he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. He might be. Uh, just get him, throw him in there. You, you want any parts of that offense you can get. And my boy Daryl Williams has been on my teams off and on for the last couple of years. In all honesty, some people think he looked a little better than CEH in that offense, but it's because he's been there for a while. That's what, I was about, that's what I was about to say. Watch him play better than, than CEH. <laughs> oh, he totally will. So give us some wisdom and get us out of here, J.J. Wayne. My words of wisdom, I think everybody knows where this is going. Sam Darnold had a very bad week, but my <laughs> words of wisdom, Done. do not give up on Sam Darnold. I thought these were words of wisdom, dude. It's words of wisdom. Live that. But yeah, um, I'm not giving up on Sam Darnold. I'm gonna wanna trust in myself, and then I'm also gonna trust the process.